0: Hey, what's up? This is the Risk It for the Biscuit podcast, a show about people who make social change happen. So, today on our podcast, we have Comedy. Comedy, tell the listeners a bit about yourself. So, I am a third year communications
1: student. Um, My passion is in PR. Um, branding, communications, and now recently political PR and uh, political communications.
0: Hmm. So you've run two successful
1: campaigns for? Uh, actually, I've run only one successful campaigns, but I campaign. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've done three since my first year here at Mac.
0: Oh yeah. How did you first get involved in all this? So my welcome League rep, um,
1: John Tambakis, had had noticed that I was. Like, getting more involved. Yeah. Uh, so, I, like, I was, like, the first year student who really got into Welcome Week. Like, I did I have all the activities. I was living on residence, so that actually, that also made it easier. Um, I was, like, the froshy, like, <laughs> I won an award for something during Welcome Week, and it was just, it was intense. Um, and I actually felt, like, that was the first time I actually felt, like, belonging. And after Welcome Week finished, that next two weeks, I'd still, like, just felt the intense belonging, and I, and I joined like all of these clubs, and I signed up for all of these things, and I was doing a whole bunch of extracurriculars. And my welcome e came back, and they would talk to us, and then the weeks after, and see how we were doing. And so John noticed that I was writing for the SIL, and I was writing their like uh, campus news, so just things going on at other people's campuses, not anything important at all. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, so I guess you're pretty involved, right? And I'm like, I, I guess so. I've been here for, like, three weeks, sure. Um, and he's like, well, you know, I'm, I'm running for president, and I want you to be on my team. And I'm like, wow, that's, that's intense. Like, that's crazy. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, of course I'll be on your team. At that point, I thought it was just going to be, like, buttons and, like, cupcakes, yeah. like, like, in movies. Like, yeah, here, vote for John. Pedro. Vote for Pedro. <laughs> like, I, I literally thought that's what it was going to be. And then I showed up to the first meeting, and there was, like, ten of us around a table. And I was like, okay, all right, sure, this is how it's going to be. This is a pretty small team, but it is what it is. And then a couple weeks later, he's like, so you're going to lead all of my branding and communications. And I'm like, Huh First what? year. <laughs> and so I, I agreed to it, because I was like, all right, all right, what do I have to lose here? Like, it's what I'm studying, or it's what I, at least, I hope to study. Because in first yeah. year, like, you don't have your program yet. So yeah. So I agreed to it. And I did not know what I was agreeing to. I did not know, like, head from tails. Um, I knew we had to make, like, a poster. I knew we had to make a video and a website. And I didn't actually realize that we had to, like, campaign in the student center until, like, a week before. Like, I didn't know that there was a table and we needed signs and, you know, we had to pick a color. And it was it was intense and so that's how I started and then John referred me to someone else and then that someone referred me on and I just got just kept getting referrals
0: (laughs) oh so it's not like you chose who to back sort of it sort of fell into your lap sort of
1: the first one fell into my lap. John, yeah. like, that happened out of pure coincidence. Yeah. Um, after my first campaign, people had noticed that, like, this first-year student was putting in a lot of work. I was there every day at 7 a.m. in the student center and was the last one to leave at, like, 8 o'clock at night, every day for the entire campaign. And I was living on residence, so it was a little... It was easier for me to, to do that yeah. rather than, like, you know, the people that lived off campus. But I was there every day you know, dressed in purple, just everything matching coordinated and I was on point and people were intimidated. And I think that's what that's what actually worked in my favor. That like I was this first year, I had no idea, I was terrified on the inside. But on the outside it looked like I, I knew exactly what I was doing. When I actually really didn't. <laughs> I didn't have any clue what I was
0: doing. How how what do you mean people were terrified like how did you know that people were terrified? The other teams, actually. Up until the other teams heard
1: that um, I was in first year, they all thought that I was, like, third-year, fourth-year student. Like, where did this student come Where did she come from? Like, what is she doing? She's I wasn't involved in anything, really. And, like, all the other campaign teams were made up of people who were very much involved in MSU activities. And I was there being like, I'm just a first-year student, just... Here, hit the ground running. Like, I'm not afraid of anybody. The opposite
0: of me. <laughs> no. Okay. What sort of tactics do you think are valuable to backing somebody in a kid campaign? Or how do you succeed? How do you succeed? Like, how do you win? How do you yeah, win? Yeah, how <laughs> do, you do You get to win? be MSU president? <laughs> Everyone wants to win, so tell
1: us how. No. Well, after seeing two years of defeats and finally coming out this year, I think... The biggest thing that changed for me was just simplifying the message. Because I was very much caught up in a lot of the professionalism, a lot of the politics, a lot of the, like, you need to use a certain language when you're doing this kind of professional thing. You need to come across very professional, very poised, very clean. Mm -hmm. And Chuki took that and was like, nope, we're going to do, trust your dopeness. And when when I heard that for the first time, I was like, are you in... Like, no, we cannot use trust your dopeness as our campaign slogan. Um, it took a very long time for the team to get convinced to, to use that line. And actually, it worked to our benefit. It very much did. And it, it was basically it? that it, pulling it down from like this big political like mess to something a lot more like fun something a lot more like fluffy and like relatable because like at the end of the day nobody cared that it was politics they cared about the ideas and the messaging they cared about wi-fi they didn't care that he was going to be the president this could be anybody doing wi-fi but they just wanted to see it done they didn't care who it was they just wanted it done
0: yeah i saw that slogan i was like question mark question mark
1: and, and for some people it really did turn them off they're just like trust your dopeness like is that even a word like what where are you going with that and for yeah. some people it was just like yeah you know trust your dopeness cool.
0: i have another question so you say what let's say you have one person like Chucky, and you have a bad person like backing him and versus if you have a good person backing him do you think it makes a difference to whether they succeed or not i think the team itself the teams
1: aren't really highlighted during presidentials um, at all. It's kind of unfortunate that, like, like the groups of, like, 30-plus, like, volunteers who are volunteering, like, over hundreds of hours of their time to, to like, promote, like, one person, get one person a job, basically, um, more than, like, nine times out of ten they're overlooked. Yes. I th- the so when it comes to that, like, the people that you have on your team don't necessarily make up the candidate. Um for Chuki like we tried to get a big a vast variety of like people from the MSU bubble, people from, you know, that were doing things in the community, people that were, you know, fourth year students, first year students, people that were in clubs, people that were in departments, things like that. And even like on opposite sides of like their of the political views spectrum, like people that were super conservative in their in their ideas and their thinking, people who were super like liberal and then like you have your progressive sides of things too. Um at that point, like, all of the ideas together, it didn't really matter what one certain individual thought because we were all saying the same messages. At the end of the day, whether you're conservative or liberal, you want better Wi-Fi as a student. Yes. At the end of the day, you're a student. And, like, it has nothing to do with politics, how good your Wi-Fi is. It has nothing to do with politics. It has everything to do with working the systems that, that you can. Like, it works if you work it.
0: The next question is, what have you learned From all this?
1: I definitely changed as a person. (laughs) Um, After my first year of doing this, I was like bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, was like, oh my god, I'm gonna run for president. I'm gonna be the next MSU president. I'm gonna do it. Yeah, I'm gonna run for SRA. I'm gonna do all these things. And then I ran for SRA and I failed. I came in last place. Um, I did, I ran, applied for all these positions, didn't get them, failed last place. Wasn't qualified enough, didn't have enough experience. And At the end of my first year, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do my own thing. I don't need the MSU. I don't want anything to do with the MSU. I know too much information about too many things that I shouldn't know about. Because when you're on a campaign team, you learn a lot about the university that maybe in your first year you probably shouldn't know. You still want (laughs) to look at the university and be like, oh my god, yeah, it's such a great place, and students have a voice, and we can make change, and all my money is going towards great things. At the end of my first year, I was like, that is not true. That is not true. Um, Lots of things that I thought about the university are not true. (laughs) So little disenchanted first year me was a very different person uh, leaving my first year of university. I was very much just jaded. Um, I I did not want to get involved anymore. I did not want to put myself through the stress and the tension of like, other people and the competitive nature and the culture of like the bubble, and just how much they, they put you between a rock and a hard place when you know making your decisions and being in the limelight. Yeah, so that's so what I learned.
0: I wish we could like ask you <laughs> what you learned, but I guess that's not allowed. Uh,
1: not really, no. <laughs> no.
0: Okay, what did you think that? people should avoid when running for a candidacy or something. hmm
1: For anybody that is listening to this later on, if they're thinking about running for MSU president, they need to start now. Like, start now. You are already two months behind. Start now. <laughs> um, it takes a lot of time, a lot of, like, student power, and a lot of convincing to get people to actually, like, work for you, because this is like a, it's a thankless job. It is like you put in hundreds and hundreds of hours to see everything come up to like a win or lose that's it that's it whether or not you take anything away from the experience is totally like it's very much based on the candidate um that you're representing like chuki chuki has very close ties with the student success center and he made sure that everybody on the team regardless whether we won or lost was coming out of that with like um resume um resume building skills like LinkedIn profiles, was making sure that people were able to you know, work on a team effectively. He was really focused on getting us other leadership skills, especially for people on the team who had never been on a political campaign team before. Um, he brought us resources like um, the city councilor's office that he works for, Like he gave us um, canvassing, um, canvassing techniques and canvassing training. So we actually got quite a bit of like formal training out of this like volunteer position which is very new. I don't think any other candidate has ever done that for their team before.
0: Will you be backing people in the future or do you think you're, you're done for now? What I want to do and what I think
1: is like it's kind of impossible just because people don't trust others very much. I want to be a resource for like everybody. Like, I want to be a resource for all of the campaign teams. And it's hard because, you know, you pledge your allegiance to one color and one color only. Uh, mm-hmm. But everybody needs help. It was only last year, this year actually, this campaign period, that they actually published a, uh, a how-to booklet on how to run in an election. And, and that booklet was actually passed on to me from, like, president from years ago, a past president that wrote it. And finally, that information was made public like all these years later. So if you are like inexperienced and you don't know anything about MSU politics, you have no idea how to run a campaign. You have no idea that you, know, you need to put together your branding and your slogan. You need to attend these events, come up with your own events, make it more interesting. I very much regret not applying to be the CRO. The <laughs> um, chief returning officer is the position that basically oversees the elections, oversees the elections process. That would have been perfect. And the MSU elections department. Um, that, is, that is one of my regrets. <laughs> but if I could next year, I'd want to help everybody. I don't know if I would lock down to one person. They would really need to convince me. But that's where I
0: am right now. Do you think it's possible for like an underdog or somebody who doesn't have like a lot of connections to win? Or is it mostly a popularity contest or you need to have tons of connections?
1: I don't think someone that doesn't have a lot of connections can win.
0: And yeah. that was actually
1: something Teddy told me. Um, last year, while I was managing Sarah Jama's campaign, I had the opportunity to meet with Teddy because uh, he, he was working for the president. Or he was working for something. And he, he basically told me that he had been like prepping. He was a CA. He did the Welcome Week. He did the Faculty Society. He did... All the elements of where you build networks, and that is the only way. Like someone who doesn't have like re- quote unquote relevant experience or like political experience can win. Like you need the people.
0: I would agree. I think that's true, which is unfortunate, but
1: yeah, it's yes, it can be called a popularity contest. Um, I mean, this year we tried to diverge against that by basically placing ideas at the forefront. It's hard, though, when you have like seven candidates that are all placing themselves at the forefront and not the ideas, and then you have one person who's just putting their idea at the front and being like, this is what I want to sell. I don't want to sell myself. I want to sell my ideas. I want to sell, mm-hmm. like, this is what I want to do. And then, then that was one of the platform points we ran on, is taking the ideas of all the unsuccessful candidates and basically giving them back to the students and being like, which one of these did you want to see? Mm-hmm. Because what happens to all those unsuccessful ideas? They just go into the internet and then they get recycled like 4 years later. Mm-hmm. So it's all just a matter of branding. Like all of those ideas were probably thought out to some degree at some point around like a table in the student center. <laughs> like it should that hard work should be re- should be recognized as well.
0: Yeah. Well, I was wondering how do you make people care? Like a lot of people I think don't vote. So how do you turn a non-voter into a voter? And how do you communicate your ideas in a way that's actually convincing?
1: See, when I when I'm brought
0: onto campaign teams, I make it
1: very clear that I don't want to do research and development. I don't want to do the ideas. I am here to run a campaign to get people to care. Yeah. I'm here to run an engagement campaign. I'm not running a political campaign. This is not. It's not by any means political. It's more of uh, how do you get people to care? And I think that's what the branding and communication side of it does, because it's all very like. I can present ideas to you sure. But if I present something like flashy that's going you're going to see it, mentally it's going to hit like hit something in your head that's going to be like, "Oh, I see this, I think of this, I care." If I can do that, then I'm successful.
0: Yeah, if I see something on like a poster that I've been wanting to change for like 3 years, like the Wi-Fi or like yeah. basically ever since I got here, I'm like, I'm voting for you. And it's like, <laughs>
1: super simple. Like in your head, it's not like you need to think about like, oh, how much is this going to cost, what's the implementation strategy, who do you need to consult, da 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 It's very simple, like, Wi-Fi is bad, let's fix it. How is your Wi-Fi right now? Everybody at some point on this campus has had a bad Wi-Fi experience, probably when
0: they needed it the most.
1: Yes. Because that's when these things happen. Yes. And when- that touches a nerve with everybody, and that was a very easy selling point for us.
0: My last question is, in a social media world, what would you say is the best way to online promote yourself?
1: Hide all your old pictures. Uh- <laughs> okay. Is that what you told
0: Chuki? <laughs> um,
1: well, actually, Chuki was the only person I didn't do this with, but with Sarah and with John, like I made them put their privacy settings... Like on
0: no you know? beer pong Just photos. Please
1: put your privacy settings <laughs> on. Don't like you don't want anybody finding any incriminating photographs of you. Like two weeks into the election, and then all of a sudden, like downhill from there. Yeah. Um, it's all like you have the ability to shape people's perception because you can control your Facebook page. You can control what people see. Um, you can control what they comment on. You can control what you know. Where which avenue they see it through, um, and it's all just a matter of like being smart. Like That's been if, if you if you realize you're about to be in the limelight, um, and every and people are going to take what you've done out of context, yes. then that is fair grounds for you to be like you don't have the time to give context to every single you know beer pong photo you have or every single like photo you have at a club or like things like that and even people like to take things out of proportion, especially when you're in the limelight. Especially when there's a lot of positive support um, for you. It's very easy to take the like, oh, but what about this? Oh, but what about this? Oh, Mm -hmm. but what about this?
0: So do you have any last words about how you get somebody's name out there? They need to be recognizable. They need to have some sort of
1: I want to say, yeah, trademark. Trademark. Chucky was very easy to to just his, his name was unique, too. Exactly. Okay, so his name was unique. He's very much, he didn't spend a lot of time with people when he met people, because he met a lot of people. But when he did meet people, it felt genuine. And he was able to just, that was something that he just had. He just had that genuine way of speaking. And, like, the soft tone of his voice, he was very relaxed. He was very calming for people. When they talked to him, they felt calm. <laughs> like they you know this the words that he uses like like dopeness. Like mm-hmm. just having someone speak so con- unconventionally in a calm way, it sticks with people because it's not something that they normally you know hear. Um, and then like his accent, it just made him more memorable even in those brief moments.
0: It sounds like you're saying the person has to, like, develop themselves over years and years and then start planning, like, a year ahead to d- <laughs> for the campaign, and they basically have to have the, all the qualities, otherwise they're not going to win, and there's nothing that can really change that. They just have to be a, sort of like that kind of person who has that quality. I think some of and it, then is promote the, it is the person,
1: uh, I'd say, like, 40-60, like, 60% is the character, and Everybody at this university can be their own unique character if, you know, if they are really true to themselves. Um, and the forty the other 40% of it is the team behind you.
0: Well, thanks for being on our podcast. No problem. It was awesome? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the Risk It for the Biscuit podcast. Be sure to follow Opeck Master on social media and don't be afraid to get involved. If you know someone who is making positive social change happen, be sure to get in touch. And remember, when it comes to social change, you got to risk it to get the biscuit.